0: A modern let's talk magic
1: we're gonna play some sweet tunes and jam off to the sounds of the 70s here with alex kessler and ben bateman and by 70s i mean modern masters number two not modern masters no, modern no, horizons it's
0: not. Modern <laughs> i googled modern two. masters two predictions and i was like why can i not find anything other than 2015 and then I was like, Oh, cause it's
1: not what the sets. Yeah. Cause that's what our
0: podcast is named after. Not, <laughs> we should have
1: changed the name. We should be the modern horizons podcast the horizons of modern podcast. Horizons of modern. Yes. Still, uh, so, yes, so yes, today, yes. uh, modern horizons two is coming up this summer. Uh, I believe this June, we're in the middle of May. Um, and so it feels like it's time to release our speculation on what what is going to be in it. What are we excited about to see? What do we want to see? We also have a bunch of contributions from Twitter, so it's a little bit of a grab bag episode. We're going to get to talk about what people submitted on what they want to see. Um, and I'm I'm pretty excited. I think I think something we'll also do uh, at some point in the next, and maybe as we get closer to preview season, um, is we'll do an episode where me and Ben just with you guys rewatch our last Modern. Our last prediction episode, which is, I think, one of the most viewed videos on our YouTube channel uh, just to get a, a, a like and then like see how we did. Right. Oh, we think this was going to happen and that's not what happened. Or is this what happened? Or like, oh, that's a really good idea. I hope it happens this time. Or like we were like right two sets ahead of time. So like a prediction we made for Modern Horizons to one. That we thought would happen happens into it'll be fun. So we're going to do that. But today we're talking about what we think is going to happen in the second set. What things we want to happen. Um, stuff from the last set that we think will carry forward. Um, and then a little bit of a review on how the first one went. Uh, which we'll probably start with. Uh, what are your thoughts Ben? How hyped are you?
0: Uh, I'm super hyped man. I mean I, I, Horizons 1 is is one of the most fun sets that I can remember playing. I absolutely love that set. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did either of us do well in a limited event maybe? Maybe no, not. that was master, my, we,
1: I, I played in all of the modern masters limited events, which I did well in the first one, uh, and the I know I did
0: well, in the second one, not I'm trying second. to remember
1: yeah. there was no third one. of us. I didn't play in, we did the, we did the Q and a, so we did modern horizons GP at Seattle. We, we hosted a, uh, I didn't play in it cause we had to host the trivia show. That was the first time we sure. did a trivia show.
0: Uh, we, we, did a chaos draft at one of the events. I can't remember which one. And, um, we opened a pack of Weatherlight. it was like expensive it was like 30 or 40 bucks probably and i opened mana web which i think at the time was worth like nine bucks and it's a reserve list card so i like threw it into a sleeve put it in my box of invested cards i like looked the other day and like everything else on the reserve list it spiked like crazy it's like 50 dollars now wow um the whole reserve list is so ludicrous at the moment it like the buyouts are crazy, but but as far as uh, Horizons two go to get back on track, I'm super excited about it. I mean, Horizons one is one of the most fun sets that I can remember playing. It's yep. everything that we like about Magic. It's powerful cards. It's unique reprints. It's a it's a safe space for them to be as creative as they possibly can. Which safe. if we're honest, what? i did a, a quotation yes. <laughs> marks the word safe because we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> yeah but it's relatively safe in the safe in the sense that it doesn't affect their premier product which is in their mind standard even though i think actually commander is their premier product but like Standard's the one they have to protect the sanctity of the most and so horizons 2 allows them to make really cool stuff mm-hmm. and not worry about how it's going to screw up the standard environment but also commander is really powerful and you have four people so if they make something that's too good it's not going to matter as much because it's one in a hundred out of four people's decks for the, the power level so high anyway. So I think it's, that's why it's so exciting. And I have to think that they will learn some lessons from the first one. My only concern is that I just hope that they don't water down the power level too much because of, 2019 and all of the shenanigans that ensued from 2019.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting how they balance because they they just started designing the set like immediately after the first set and maybe before that because it was just so popular. It's going to be really interesting also going into this preview season where last time the entire world was like not the entire world but there was a a sentiment online going into it that it was this is Commander Legends or you know like this is the set for right, Commander right, 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 none right, right. of these cards are going to make play in Modern and then like uh, they broke Modern and Legacy in half a <laughs> uh, single
0: <single-handedly. laughs> I mean <laughs> before we get into the full topics i just want to give a big thank you and a shout out to our patrons uh all the nobles of house modern Pinky's up to you guys thank you so much for supporting what we do um go to patreon.com slash the if you guys do want to support you know we pay for this show out of the podcast pocket uh for the audio version for the video version and uh you guys do want to continue to support what we do it's a it is a very important way to help what we do. um so and if, please and check if, that out and if
1: you don't check it out or if you do but if you don't check it out hit that like button Just the like button right down there and subscribe because you want more modern content or mass, yeah, modern content going forward. We're probably going to be leaning the podcast more into modern content now that the world's getting a little bit more back to normal. We'll still talk about Commander and some other and historic other formats uh, as we do. But um, definitely, definitely
0: modern is back, baby. I was going to continue my thought. Sure. So after the shout out to the patrons, uh, my thought was that I just hope that they are able to take the lessons that we learned and make something interesting and fun and exciting without like ruining. Like I, like I don't, I don't want the mistakes of the first one again. Like I, and and many of the mistakes, which I think we should talk about before we get into what we think is going to happen. Like what were the problems with the first set? Like what in your mind, if you had to identify say three cards, four cards that really come to mind that were like, what are they? Is it like,
1: well, there's, there's at least two, there's two cards already on the ban list, right? There's Hogak and, uh, Astrolab, right? um, and Ren and I think
0: Run and Six was like really pushed. And, and Six is on the legacy
1: ban list. I think, I think that, I think that the 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 two once it was making snow mana better than Basics, right? And that kind of Astrolabe did. I don't, I don't know how you do snow mana unless you do that, though, right? Like there's, there's, there's. It's weird that Snow has that effect, and even with Caltime, people were worried about that. And then I think that the Hogak just like single-handedly like obviously broke the format half, but nothing nothing different than any standard set that had like a weird like Hogak was honestly not as bad as Eldrazi Winter, right? It lasted less long. There was less major tournaments with it as an available feature of the format. Like Eldrazi Eldrazi Winter happened, dominated a pro tour, and then there were three modern GPs for a month before they were able to ban a card. Hogak at least had cards trying to be banned out from under it. Um, that eventually the Faithless Looting being banned um, I get like is the other one right I guess of the cards we haven't named that has that like became format defining in a way and got like eventually Urza pushed Mox Opal over the edge and that would be the other card from that set that I would point out and like Mox Opal got the ban in the same way that Faithless Looting got the ban because of Hogak, Hogak went with it Urza is a less powerful card than Hogak is, it is still very
0: powerful I think if you look at the cards that got banned and you talk about the mistakes made, and when I use the word mistake, they're not mistakes in the sense that I think that they aren't cool or they're clumsy or they're bad. I actually like every one of the cards we're talking about. I enjoy all of them in Commander. I enjoy all of them in Eternal formats like like Highlander Gauntlet. I think they're really cool. I think every one of those cards is super, super cool. And I think probably there's a version of each of those cards that could have worked a little bit more successfully for Modern. But the truth is, if they had made it a little more fair, they wouldn't have been as exciting. That's just the truth. If, if Ren and Six had had one less loyalty, if Astrolab had, you know, like if it was like a spell that created like a chromatic star, essentially kind of a thing. Like something like that, that was snow centric and you'd still get a card and it could still filter, but it was only once. Like if those were the things, they would have been cool, but they just wouldn't have been as cool. And so. I think it's okay to push in a given set. I would rather you push in a given set, have two or three cards banned, and we got the fun and the interesting edge than to just have everything be watered down. That's definitely worse. But I guess the question is with the new set, are they gonna look at the specific areas that they pushed? Well and in, in sir?
1: so yeah, before before you jump into like what we think the new set's gonna look like, I, I do think some of the modern horizons worries or bad blood is in some ways more representative of where magic got to for the year following, right? Like that's the set that was followed by like it was War of the Spark led into Modern Horizons led into Eldrain, led into uh Theros Beyond Death which led into Ikoria, right? And that is arguably one of the most powerful series of four sets of cards ever made in Mag- five sets. Yeah, five because I'm on horizons that 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 series, maybe six, one, one, two, three, four, five, five, five sets, six, if you include the core set, I guess, uh, of all time. Right, like, like I can't think of another power power run that's as powerful as that moment, and that doesn't even get the fact that there's like a a, a extortion extortionist was printed in the commander product that year. <laughs> when you look at when you look at that run, it's hard to contextualize the power level of Modern Horizons two and the effect on the format without taking into account how format warping every other set that came out in that period was, and I would much rather a I think it's harder to aim for modern and not miss, right? It's a set that is is like already going to be more on the edge than a standard set. And B, I'd rather than come up with cool cards like Ren and 6, like Urza, uh l- than come up with something boring. Like one of the greatest sins of Conspiracy 2 was how much more boring the conspiracies were versus Conspiracy 1 because they thought they were too powerful in one, so they powered them down.
0: I think if you look at each of the sets, one of the things that you and I have talked about for years is that with I mean, with financial speculation, when you want to buy into something, one of the places to identify is something they've never tried before. So if a new mechanic is created, if a new card type is created, you often look at that and you think, well, we don't know how good this is going to be. So this is probably a good thing to take a swing at, right? And if you're going to try to evaluate power level, you can use the same metric, which is if this is new, we don't know how well this is going to do. In some of the examples of some of the things we're talking about, like companion, for instance, this was a brand new card type. We didn't know how this was going to work. We we couldn't have guessed how that was going to work. If you even look at something like War of the Spark, where it's not a new mechanic, but it's the concept of no, it was a printed million planeswalkers. No,
1: no, no. I, there was a new mechanic, right? Uh, static ability planeswalkers was the was the new for like literally magic defining mechanic that was introduced.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, so a new a new thing. So anytime you look at that, I think you can you can start to point the finger and figure out like. How was something so good? Now, the other way that things get pushed is when you try to do the nostalgia thing and bring something back that's very cool, but find a way to use it, which is where Hogak was a problem. We all knew Delve was a problem. Delve had been a problem. Delve had had a million things banned. Delve was like notoriously good, like so, so, so good. But obviously, like you want to do something cool for the set. So you bring Delve back. And I think Delve coming back Combined with like an actually pushed two mana planeswalker in red and six, they're they're both examples of familiar things that they're trying to find a new twist on.
1: But I don't think and... like red and six was problematic in Legacy where wasteland existed, but red and six has been totally fine in Modern. I don't think it's been a negative effect. I think Hogak, Hogek was obviously a swing and miss, and like f- that's the one thing I hope they don't bring back is just free spells. As much as like Force of Will would be dope, and we're going to talk about counter spells in a second, uh, but like. I think, like, yes, I, I agree with you that trying to make Delve work, but they tried a lot of cards that they also were fine on, right? They added a Storm card. Whether the Storm is totally fine. They added a Dredge card. There's a new Dredge card. Every every mechanic on the we will never try doing this again list that Morrow has, they tr- tried again, other than I don't think banding existed, but I think that's because the rules no longer work with what the mechanic reads. Um, so, like, if if three of the most problematic mechanics in Magic history or four if we want to include infinity are dredge storm and delve and i think those are all worse than affinity if any was bad for standard but those first three like are p- broken in every format ever two of them they printed without a problem what's surprising is that delve is more dangerous than either dredge nor storm
0: <laughs> well but i think i it, i mean correct me if i'm wrong here but the reason that hogak was just so oppressively good is because, as well as delve, it also included uh conspire or sorry, convoke. And then on top of that, you could also cast it from your graveyard. So like they they turboed the card and what you were going to do with that card out so hard that like, what if they had just not made it have convoke? What if it had just been delve and you could cast it from your graveyard? You had to just pay the black green black green.
1: I think it would still be it would good. I think I think the issue though, I think if you made it. Like, people were writing articles at the time. they like, what if you couldn't cast it from your graveyard? I still think it would have been broken. I think Convoke still makes it broken. Like, I think there's just, like, too many ways that you well, get it. Well, because Convoke makes it free. It.
0: That's, but that's my point. If it doesn't have Convoke, then it's not free. It's a two mana spell no matter when you cast it. And if it's a two mana spell no matter when you cast it, there have been lots of things that cost mana. We always can identify the core of most problems, is if something costs nothing. If yeah, you but can the, find the, a way to do...
1: The problem is its combination with... Um, Altar of Dementia, right? And like with Alter of Dementia, which also, also was a Modern Horizons 2 so, or Modern Horizons 1. So like arguably maybe it's the combo of both of them together, but the ability to, for two mana, sacrifice this through and getting a bunch of things in your graveyard that let you both delve this back and get creatures into your graveyard that then come back for free, allowing you to win on turn two, that Altar of Dementia can then loop with was the problem, right? Like getting, even just doing it twice, which is all you would need to do, is enough where it's a problem card it like like that's i think where the issue was also with faithless looting being as powerful as it was though i think faithless looting can come back
0: so then okay i think we can both agree some of the sins of modern horizons one are the same things that happen with lots of powerful sets we've had this conversation till we're blue in the face right like yeah. they, they want to push things to make the formats interesting they want to push the card designs to make us excited I mean, I literally have had a conversation with Gavin Berry in the last couple of years sitting down and talking about the design of certain cards and asking him about Planeswalker loyalties and asking him about casting costs and talking through what if it costs this? What if the loyalty was this? And, you know, you get a very real understanding of this is it's just a cost balance, a very simple cost balance of like it with that one adjustment, as we know, with from Skullclamp can just push so, so, so far in the wrong direction. But it's hard to know. It is hard to know. All you can do is guess and you can say it feels this way. It feels correct. And that's, I think, what they do their best of. They test the best they can. So for the new set, for things we think are going to come back, uh, new things we think are going to get printed. Um, I know we have some Twitter stuff that we want to go over. I think we should just jump in. We should yeah. just start to break it all down. So, so I have a few.
1: I have a few things that I wrote down that I've been writing down over the last because we've like been planning on doing this episode for two months now. Um, I'm glad we finally got to it. Um, the first one, and this is one that was one of the more popular uh, things people asked for, is a new Mishra. Um, so so mm, okay. uh, for those who don't know, the Brothers War, which is the story of Urza and Mishra uh, fighting each other back. Back, like, way before Ice Age even happens. What caused the Ice Age, if I remember correctly. Um, Mishra did get a card in Time Spiral Block. The problem is, is that it is it is it it is possible to make it work in Commander. Like, uh, uh, famously, Jules Robbins, who now works for Wizards, uh, has a Mishra deck that, like, and has written articles on how to make Mishra work, where you use... Because, basically, it's a mechanic that requires you to have two cards. So, like, if you cast a spell, you can... Find another copy of that same spell or something along those lines
0: and cast think, it for Mishra, free. I, I believe I believe Mishra is Grixis plus one for a four-four Artificer Prodigy. I think that uh, whenever you cast an artifact spell, you may search your graveyard, hand, or library for a second copy of that spell and put it directly on the battlefield. I think. Yes, I played yes. it at PTQ once. So it's one of my favorite cards.
1: You're, you're correct. So, so the way people the way people loop it is uh, there's the red enchantment that whenever you cast a spell, you uh, put that on the bottom of your library, and then you search for a spell of the same type and put that into play. Um, it's famous because you can lo- ru- lock people out with rule of law. Possibility Storm? Yeah, Possibility Storm. So if Mishra is in play and you have Possibility Storm in play, if you cast an artifact that gets put on top of your, on, on the bottom of your library, you go and cast an artifact for free, and then you, you use the Mishra trigger to find the artifact you cast and also put that into play. Is like a cute thing that Mishra does. And there's like other cute things you can do with Mishra, but... For most people, and in most ways, it's an unplayable commander card, and it is one of the most important characters of all time in Magic. And they did Urza, and they did Yagamoth last time. So I think a lot of people are really hoping that there's a Mishra in this next set that is a little bit more built holistically around it being able to be a commander.
0: I think if you made the Grixis Mishra that was just Grixis instead of Grixis 1 that had a cool artifact interactable ability that had something to do with that. But maybe instead of searching your graveyard hand or library, it was something to do with like just copy, make a copy of it copies or like copied tokens. Like so it's like something like that. That would be cool. I think that would be awesome. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, I think that's a great suggestion. I think that Mishra actually very cool art too, is a yeah, card that card. has a lot of, yeah, that card has a lot of, a. Uh, Closeness to my heart it was one of my favorites and, and a card that I, I've always tried to make work. You know, what's funny about that card is we've talked about Apocrysite a million times. One of my favorite things you could do in that standard was you would cast Apocrysite, and it would search your deck for another Apocrysite and put it directly into play as a 4-4, which is always like sweet. It's one of the cool standard things you could do. Back yeah, yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and so, so the first I think the first category we're going to is I asked Twitter and I have uh, some of the ones I want to bring up and then we'll go through Twitter of like characters from magic that we want to see. Printed as cards for the first time or, or or not cards. Now, some of these characters I don't know anything about. Um, and maybe we'll do a lore episode at some point with someone who does uh, to, to talk towards a little bit better. But I'll bring up some of the characters. The second character I do want to bring up, uh, though, is Dak Faden. Um, so famously introduced in another set like Modern Horizons, Conspiracy 1. One of the coolest planeswalkers ever printed. Uh, also introduced in the comic. Uh, the I think it was. Dark Horse comics Uh, or IDW was an IDW IDW, comic series um, where he was the main character. It was the first time they like had canon magic comics of characters that are in it that are going to get a card. Um, And he was a really cool character. Greatest Thief in the Multiverse uh, is then in next scene in the War of the Spark uh, trailer which is maybe the best piece of magic content ever created. Non, non-game related content. Is that um, the one where
0: Gideon gets shivved? Is that no, no, one? no. It's
1: the one where Liliana like is fighting against and it has in the end doesn't really matter. And it's like in backwards and then deck dies in that trailer. He gets his spark oh, taken yeah. out by one of the eternals. It's like, I, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Dak dies in the trailer and in the book, which I don't recommend reading because they're trash. Uh, he also dies. And in, in fact, he was asked, they, the writer asked, is there a character that I can kill? In this book, that it can be a, a lead character and a character that I pay attention to, and we need a hero character like, oh, Dak is great. You know, we introduced him in the comics, Is not really use. we have no use for him moving forward, kill him off, which is messed up. Uh, then, does not show up on a single card in the entire set. Not in the artwork, not in that doesn't have an actual card to himself. Just doesn't exist. So they like had Dak Faden, super popular character to an extent, and then just murder him off screen or they murder him in the trailer. It <laughs> doesn't show up in the card art. So uh, I, I this is my choice as well as I got a lot of people uh, agreeing with me. But like give Dak his last card, you know, one more heist. Give us a four mana modern playable or three mana modern playable Dak Faden card. Or just, or just print Dak Faden in the Modern with, like, art from War of the Spark. That's what I need in my life. That's, honestly, the rest of the set can
0: go with <laughs> to give me Dak Faden. I'm, like, a huge Dak Faden fan. Obviously, when you say, like, Dak, you know, there's no use. Like, yeah, there's use. You stealing your artifacts and double looting is the use. I think. Give me think, some Dak.
1: I think Dak Faden was, like, our top five most wanted cards from Modern Horizons 1. Like, if I remember correctly, in that episode, we were, like, Dak Faden is the card I want in this set.
0: Well, because also it feels like that card actually is fine. <laughs> like for even more reasons now than then. Like I if, you, if you're right, you're right. But like if I think about that card compared to what's happened since, like three mana planeswalkers are so powerful. Like, th- like, like three fairy, like the, the three, just three mana planeswalkers are ludicrous. They're so good. So he's not even really good on like a superior level to most of them. On top of the fact that like, Early stealing an artifact doesn't matter almost really at all in most matchups in modern. There's a few where you'll get lucky, but for the most part, his minus ability is irrelevant. So you're basically playing a three mana double loot that is extremely vulnerable. And there's even so many things now, like the new card they've printed, you can cast for two or like all of the different pieces of removal that get rid of Planeswalkers. He's very easy to get rid of. Like he's not... He's not really dangerous at all in the way that I think he was the first time he came around. So, yeah, I I love that card. I I put that still on my list of cards that I would imagine probably that would that make a lot of sense or or a new deck, a cooler deck, maybe like if we got it it, was a deck. I would love to get deck with a stack ability as if
1: he was war in the spark, like literally deck like murdered by (laughs) Eternals or something where it's like it, it is a moment as if his
0: card existed in that set okay so what if what if it was like this instead of minus to steal an artifact what if dax plus one was was swap control of, of two artifacts like like you know the welder but like you control i control we Super like we exchange control st- i think what it's, his, plus... it's
1: too situational like you he w- is only useful as a sideboard card against decks that have artifacts and only as a deck index you're playing artifacts like that doesn't even do anything
0: sure but his minus ability just steals an artifact so if they don't have one his minus is irrelevant as well, well so why, his plus why, is why not so make good. it why not make it a plus? No, no, but two pluses, and then also a plus, but but just he has the royal silence plus. He just has the same plus one draw, like just just loot. He just loots instead of double loot. And then you'd come up with something else sweet. Maybe I guess maybe has to cost four. I don't know. I I like I, I like I, I the idea. Cool of, new... I
1: like I like the idea of he has flash. If an artifact would enter the battlefield under your opponent's control, you gain control of it instead. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> And then he, and then he has the loot plus and then and then doesn't have a minus or something. Or like his or yeah, it doesn't have a minus. Make him an uncommon planeswalker. Just like totally out of that. Or if he has like he has an ultimate where it's 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 another like you know, like a tutor for something out of your deck or or something like that. But I think I think Can you
0: imagine if we were playing if if that deck existed and we were playing Gauntlet and you like tinkered for Blight Steel? And I like flashed in back and took your blight. That like. sounds so dope. <laughs> like <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> That's such a cool idea for a Dak Vaden card. He's the greatest thief in the multiverse. That's it. That's the move. He has flash and he steals an artifact when he enters the battlefield. That's all i need. So, yeah. So, so, so that's Dak Vaden. uh, the next, the next characters, uh, that have been brought up a lot. And I think, I think would make some sense is we've already had this happen, right? So, um, for those who don't know, the Praetors are the five leaders of the different Phyrexian factions from New Phyrexia. Uh, there's Elishnorn, <sharp inhale> there's Jyn there's uh, Vornclux, there's Urbrask, and then there's... Uh, Elishnorn. Elish- no, I said Elishnorn, right?
0: Uh-oh, the blue uh, it's one. The black,
1: it's the black one I'm missing. Uh, 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 I had it, and then you said the name of... Shieldred. Shieldred, thank you. Um, Shieldred, and... Um, we haven't been to New Phryxia in a long time. They started sprinkling them in. So, Ur- uh, not Ur-Brasque. Vorna Vornaclux showed up in Kaldheim, right? That's famously. That just happened. We were all there <laughs> on Kaldheim. <laughs> Tybalt was there. You were there. You were there. Um, and so people are thinking, oh, maybe they'll start sprinkling in a second printing of all of the Praetors to kind of remind everyone who they are. So that when we do eventually re- lead back to New Phryxia probably two years at the earliest or at least it could be any time in 2022 but probably even later um we're reminded who they are and we know who they are so a lot of people are like oh what if they print a new Praetor in modern horizons 2 and and my question to you ben is who would you want to see it can't be four he's already taken who would you want to see and and um do you think they'll do? do you think that'll happen
0: because because of the fact that we only have seen the one uh praetor be reprinted, Vorniclex got that reprint, so then now we want to see the other four is the idea. Yeah, there's there's like there's uh, like
1: because we saw Vorniclux once, there's like a theory that we're gonna start seeing Praetors in different places, or we're gonna start seeing them more often as like reminders yeah. that they exist. It's possible that Vorniclex was that. Like they're like, hey, this guy exists, and also the character that the other card is like miserable to play against in commander, so we wanted to make one that people can play against. Look how cool he is. And but like it's also possible that they'll do like I think it, it'd be cool to get
0: Jinka taxis. like work your way up on the least playable, to most playable. I think it'd be dope to get a Jinka taxis. That was a little bit more like a little cheaper and like a little bit more less uh, miserable to play against. <laughs> yeah. Like what if it reflected the same ideas, but it was the mini version. Like what if Jinka taxis was three mana? Like, and what if it was like heavy, like, like it was blue, blue, blue. So like if it was triple blue Jinka taxis and maybe it was like three, three flash uh, doesn't have an ability but at the beginning of your upkeep, you draw a card. Well, at remember, the beginning of their upkeep, oh. they discard a card. So they, like it's it's.
1: I think discard in blue is hard.
0: Well, it, they discard their hand, though. That's what Taxis does.
1: Sure. Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: So, so like, I mean, that's his thing. So what if instead of it being massive, it was like, so you don't draw a card until your next upkeep, but it has flash, so it works. You do an end of turn, so you get the first draw. Your triple blue for your three-three gets you a card. At the beginning of their upkeep, they discard. So, you know, like, if it's in play for a bunch of turns, your flash three, three legendary creatures really good. Maybe it's a three one. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. So it's easy to kill. So like, I think, I think the Praetor's like, I feel like it should just still, it should still be expensive. Like I like Urbrask always
1: being the cheapest at five mana. So I think it being a six mana spell is fine. You just, but I like your idea of like it, then it has to come up with something powerful. I almost want to lean. And like, as much as I don't like that, this mechanic keeps getting printed. I think just like Narset ability and then you draw you you draw two cards a turn is like a fair version of it. Like your what opponent is this. Your you, opponents you, can only you, draw you, one card a part. turn and you draw two cards a turn.
0: I mean that's pretty that's pretty like right now with magic. So I think it's a good suggestion. But what if it was blue blue four for a blue blue four for a four-four flash? And it said that the ability I talked about, which is you draw an extra card and they discard a card on upkeep but you may discard any number of cards from your hand to reduce the colorless casting cost of
1: it's So still, like you, it's you still can not discard, like a Praetor, can... right? Like the praetors are always exactly I get an ability and you get the opposite of that ability as a negative, right? Every single one of them, No, no I said, that. but
0: that, that's what I'm saying. You draw, they discard. I'm saying it's oh. casting cost, though, as a as a six mana six, six. You can discard four cards to make up a two or a, a sorry, a, a four, four for six. But you could discard up to four cards to make him a I mean, two mana 4 that, that sounds like what the most broken card. Like that sounds so oh, level dangerous. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I you mean it's dope. I would cards? love to have that. I mean, card, like, but... And you're only gonna slowly but surely get your cards back. Like
1: Have you played dredge before? I just I get to discard four cards for free to play fair. a two mana four <laughs> four, and those four cards are dredge cards, and now I draw extra cards every turn, letting me dredge with them. That's yeah, a fair point. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think to me. I like the idea. If a player were to draw a card, they draw one card instead. If they a player were to draw one or more cards, they draw one card instead. And then if you were to draw a card, you draw two cards instead. I think that's like that seems like a six mana printable Jenga Taxis. It sounds miserable with wheel effects, but whatever. Um, their wizards has decided they want to do that, and there there that that's and then this card might have been printed a long time ago. That seems like what Taxis is meant to be. Um, all right, uh, the other ones. I think it would be cool to see Shieldred somewhere else. Uh, Shieldred would be the other one, to be honest. I think those would be the two that I'd like to see. I think Elishnor is so iconic that they want to save that to be the big one. The reason to do Urbrask is he, like, has the most story mystery around him because everyone thinks he's dead. Like, there's, like, rumors that Urbrask has died. I don't think he's dead. I think if we go back there, he's going to be alive. Like, I don't I don't think you ruin your five villains that way. He's also the one that's on the side of the humans.
0: I think Urbrask is of the, of the ones that have been printed. He's the most, like normally playable card. Like it's not a it, I mean, Elish Norn is playable in the sense that it's like a blowout, but like you can cast her a It's like a five mana haste four four. Mm-hmm. But like in some decks you just draw that card and you play it early in the game and you just like get in for four. Um it's very good. It's the it's the only one that doesn't feel like a Praetor in the same way. That card feels way more normal.
1: Yeah, because he's All that's the why, other ones. That's why he's the smallest. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree with that. I think I think yeah. Uh, in
1: some ways, I think it is Elish Norn, I guess, actually now thinking about it, where like because of the like this is the moment to have Elish Norn be this big featured moment is in Modern Horizons. It's such a big, loud, important product set that comes out. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. All, I think all all of them could be everyone, but but the green one. I don't want to speculate on what they do though, because I don't want to spend. An, that could be an entire episode. So that those are the ones that I have listed of different characters. As far as Twitter goes, just to go through go through a few uh, interesting ones. Um, Commodore Greff is one that is like one of the original, like. Urza's saga against Yagma, the Phyrexian era characters that hasn't gotten a card is one that I saw a lot of. Um, I had no idea what his deal is. Uh in chat, I'd love to, if anyone below wants to tell us what they think Kamagor Gruff would be doing. He's one that got bit, bring up. There's a card that's Asmoran no more decays the decar <laughs> is the full name. It's like infinite letter letters is a legend that people want. Um, and apparently it's a real card. And then someone else said that they that this is like, there are like rumors that this is actually in the set. And spoilers, I guess, for the set. But there might be even leaks that this card is actually getting printed. I don't know anything about this card. My guess is he shows up in flavor text or she shows up in flavor text or they show up in flavor text. And we just don't know. But uh, that's that was an insane card. And then someone brought that up um the other interesting one that i saw that i really and that was deep sea lady bd su uh, bd submarine uh who brought that up and then uh the one that i really liked where is it well do you have any characters you want while i look
0: for the next one i want to look up i mean historically i'm not somebody who pays as close of attention i mean i some of those old ones that i love from the old days like you mentioned misha but like some of those characters from future side i love like Ith or you know, there there are characters like that that I think are fun, but they don't have they're not like grounded or like rooted in a way that I feel like they're iconic for people. So, um, uh, um, so yeah. I have some that you might like. Uh, someone brought up
1: bringing more of the grandeur card cycle, giving the modern oh, day character versions, since they were all like descendants of old cards, but they all have grandeur, so they're on un- like they're not unusable in Commander, but like the ability they were balanced on is unusable. So printing a modern day
0: version of those cards. Or like a continuation of those cards in Modern Horizons. Yeah, I mean, seeing Linessa would be real sick. Like, you know, I love Linessa's mage Like a new Linessa would be sweet. Yep. Um, Corlash, who's the who's the green one again? Uh, Cross uh, Kros- Beru Fist of Croza. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I knew it was. Yeah, you, I knew it was for sure a descendant of 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 Kamal, but it's yeah Beru. Um, did you see? Did you hear? Did you hear the Ren and Seven? That was one that we got a lot of crests on that I really liked. <laughs> just like because the story is like s- the tree is the sixth tree that he's been able to, or they've been able to embed themselves in. Um, so they're just the seventh one. Like something happened to the last tree. Now they're a three drop and they're now in a
0: new tree. Sure. So green, green red, one, like loyalty four. Yeah, Ren and seven. Sure. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. does two <laughs> damage or so, you know, like all the abilities are just ticked up. <laughs> I think Ren and six has to be one of my favorite cards, if not my single favorite card from all of horizons. It I like love Renin and six a lot. It's such a cool card. It's also designed for you. That card exists to please yes, Alex. That is Gesser. true.
1: That is true. <laughs> we got a few more a few more asks for Davriel. Davriel is the he was he showed up in War of the Spark. He's another he's he was created by Brandon Sanderson, which is like a, one of my favorite writers. So that would be really cool. Um, He's a big magic player, too um and then let me see if there's any other cool yeah commodore gruff is like and uh, hopefully marshall is there's like an artwork there's good artwork and he's just throwing them around um so yeah those are the those are some of the characters that people definitely brought up uh that i thought was really fun and cool now now oh he's uh, he's the guy looking at books in the card wild research oh let me let me look up wild research. He's got like a big orange beard, and he's got like a like a. a I'm thing. pretty
0: sure I know where this is going. I think I know who you're talking about. Yes, he, yeah, he was by far like
1: the second most. Like it was him
0: and yep, Ren the monocle. seven. Yeah,
1: I knew it. I yep. knew it. Yep, he, he need...
0: kind of looks like he looks like Tormund from. Uh, Game of Thrones, if yes. he like really holed up and got into books, yeah, if he, it he was like nerd <laughs> torment. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, those those were the the those are pretty much the most common the common asks as far as that goes. Now the next thing I want to talk about before, because the last thing I want to get is like individual cards, and that is mechanics and and main mechanics. And this is actually something asked to Twitter. March 19th. But um, so a month ago or two months ago now. um, But what mechanical. so, So famously, Modern Horizons 1 brought a bunch of mechanics back. It like had it was the second most mechanics ever in a set since since original time spiral, brought a bunch of cool stuff back, was doing new spins on it some of which I want to talk about. It also had a very deep seated snow theme. There was something that like was built into the limited format. And, and that's the first mechanic I want to talk about of like, is there a limited mechanic that you would like to see this built around that they extend upon that you think would be really fun. My personal choice is I want wing ding mana back. I want, I want oh, a yeah. Eldrazi mana. Yeah. Like Eldrazi mana. I thought, I thought oath of the gatewatch it's best feat. I thought I thought Eldrazi Mana should have been Battle for Zendigar's like starting mechanic, right? Like I, I think that processors was really weird and like kind of colorless cards, but inventing Magic's sixth color of magic for the first time should have been the main feature of an entire block. And I think I would love to see that be like wastes come back. And maybe we get Emmercle Moon wastes or whatever, because that's the other thing we don't we've never gotten is the third waste. Um and you can get new versions of the other two. And and just like it's it works like snowman right? It's a very similar mechanic to snow, but it's something different.
0: Yeah. So you and you could you could push it. You could have fun stuff like triple waste cards, where it's like, whoa, yeah, like this is your yeah, like that's cool. I I think um, the question is, do you go wastes or do you do you lean more into snow? Like I know we just got more snow, and like do they continue the trend so snow continues to be one of the coolest things? It sort of feels like if you're gonna do wingding. It feels like a missed opportunity, I guess, given the actual set, the specific set we're talking about to not continue and build and enrich the snow environment. I think snow is very popular. I think you could you could augment and you could complement really nicely the stuff from Caltime. It could I could see it being a little boring. It's possible that it would feel redundant or repetitive, but it also feels like if you're going to bring back Wingding, mana, that's like there's probably a place for another set well, except that like, the Eldrazi like, are dead, right? Like that's
1: the the difference between like we can go to any number of planes with snow. That is a natural feature of weather. <laughs> In yep. fact, there are parts on Earth that are snowing all year round that we could go
0: visit. Um, there is not. Are, any, the Eldrazi, like, are the Eldrazi dead though? Like they're dead. Like you don't think there's a story that could be told where they come back? So so so,
1: Erbrask and Ulamog are dead. Emrakul is not dead, but Emrakul is also famously as every single person on the internet likes reminding me canonically not evolved, involved with wastes at all. Um, so wastes are specifically tied to Kozluck and he is dead. So from that perspective, they would have to come up with, which I think they would have to do here. A new either, either this is a flashback, like the story of this takes place back. Like when the original Eldrazi attacked Nahiri and Sorin and, and all those guys and, and Ugin and they dealt with it back then. Um, but like from the perspective of does that, those those characters no longer are alive. So you have to it like it being in standard would be weird as standard is a continuation forward of the story without time travel. And Sarkin likes the time travel. So maybe Sarka okay. just goes in time travel to okay. like Teferi. I okay. would
0: take that. <laughs> so I think from from the perspective of what you're talking about, I think the thing I understand there the most is. If we're going to go back to resurrect really fun, cool old mechanics that are not canonically part of the story anymore, then I think the Winding Man thing is a really cool. idea. I yeah. still think to, to, to try to tie together the various sets, I still think snow would be well used. But I think the Winding thing is a really cool idea. So
1: um, I think I think the other one that I saw people mention uh, as like a thing that would have to be like the whole set has to be built around it is uh, in fact. Cause I think that's another one that I don't think they're going to want to bring back for standard, but they've also like kind of shot, in fact, in the foot enough times in modern that maybe that they thought that, Oh, we could bring this back and maybe make a red one-drop infect creature, right? Like, bring infect to the colors that it didn't get as much representation. You could do that and then bring some predators back at the same time, like, right? We mentioned bringing predators back. There could be a little bit of a new Phyrexia preview, similar to how Modern Horizons 1 was a two-year ahead-of-time preview of Time in some ways, of, like, snow coming back and what that looks like.
0: Sure, that makes sense to me.
1: All right, what else we got? Uh, Partners with is another one. Um, So, Partners partner was introduced in commander and is a commander specific product where you can play any two things that have partner can be played together in the command zone partners with though was introduced in battle bond and was actually developed for specifically limited where if you play this card, you may search your deck for another one of these cards. And sure. This is the
0: green, uh, a prim grim. What the hell's the blue green one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, a uh, the imaginary creature, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's the one Toothy. Toothy, Tooth, and Toothy and uh Marshall's put it right here, and yeah, our I... audio members <laughs> can yell at us. Uh but yes, and 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 then the more recent one had like the three color versions of them, right? And then that's a Rowan and Will were originally partners with cards, the original two. Um, and the actual wording of partners with doesn't reference the command zone at all. It, it's part of the rules. In in greater world, because the word partner is, is is established to mean that. But partners with, as far as a constructed game of Magic, just means when you play this card, you may search your library for. I think it might be even target player may search their library for this card and put it into their okay. hand. Um, and so that works fine in Modern. I think that'd be really cool. And it have to, the limited environment would have to be built upon it because the way packs worked is both of those cards come together and you pick them together.
0: I mean. There are certain cards you can think of. Stoneforge Mystic comes to mind that it's like kind of that. I mean, like, it's not entirely that because, like, you have the choices of the five cards or so in your deck that could match. But really, in an actual game of magic, what you're doing for the most part with Stoneforge Mystic is playing it so you can get the one card in mind that you have, yeah. which is kind of what that is. So, like, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's also kind of the same thing as lesson and like learn. Like, yeah. it's 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 a little different again because you have like a sideboard, but they're trying to do more and more of that. I think yeah. they like that mechanic. So if that came back and was pushed, I would not be surprised.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a cool I I, I didn't think about it. And then when I brought it up, people were like at first, we're like, wait, I don't want partner. This is for modern, not commander. I was like, no, this is a set. This is a mechanic that works in modern. Totally fine. And there's really cool designs, right? You could do like a like and, and and you can bring some of the battle bond legends in and reprint some of those you can do new ones uh they don't have to be legendary either there's like five different non-legendary partners with cards that are just like okay soldier uh, uh, apprentice and it's like a two uh, these are made up but basically like a two one for two that like when it attacks uh if a creature has first strike it gets first strike and then there's like and it has trample or something and then and then you find like. Soldier, uh, uh, teacher or soldier master and all creatures with first strike get plus one plus one and it has first strike or something, you know, like so they like work together yeah. in a cute way um, but they're just like made for limited so it has a cool limited effect, um, and the last one is transform um, just as like, we're, we're leaving modal dual face cards, we're going to Innistrad where transform is going to be a big part of the mechanic and this could just be the set to like, like an amuse-bouche of like clearing the modal dual face uh Card type and going into the transform card type where it's a flip.
0: Um well, so so my question on that note is with the with the card type transform and the whole double faced everything, like do you think transform and double faced is something that will be in every single set going forward, one or the other? I know transform's a little bit less common. Double faced now is just like sort of in every set. It's like seemingly
1: I don't know. I don't know if we'll know until we know what February looks like. I think it could be. I think that like they could have realized, you know, it's cheaper if we just have double faced cards forever. And just like our printers have that as an available technology and all sets moving forward. I can also see it just being a. Like they did it for a year. They've said this is only happening for a year. It's just kind of weird. that Innistrad is the next set right after
0: that. So it'll but be but trans, but transform is different than double faced, right? They're distinctly different. That's like why why she's, when you say transform, like it <laughs> that brings to mind one mechanic. Double faced cards in general, it's like I see the value, but I have to be completely honest, it, it does kind of feel like the novelty has already worn off. Yeah. Not because I don't think they're cool, but because like I don't want to have to read two sides of a card yeah. every single set. It's annoying. I like don't pay as close of attention. I feel I feel overwhelmed by single cards in a way that like doesn't seem necessary to deal with in every single set. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think they will continue the the double face effect much, much. Like after I think we'll get two sets of Innistrad, both of them will have double face. I'm guessing that or I'm proposing that there's a chance that Modern Horizons 2 has double face cards as a part of that experience. And then you have like two. What's cool about that is then you get three sets of modal dual face cards and then you get three sets, sets of dual face cards. Right. And then that's kind yeah. of like the two looks at that. Um And I think that that would be cool. The other cool thing about doing double face cards, if they do it in Modern Horizons 2, which would be sweet, is they could do a lot of pre-spark Planeswalker creatures, Um, which is like a which is like one of the best, coolest parts of Magic Origins, right? Was the like the five and then the nickel bullets that they did later was that one dual face card that like lets you show has a creature that can be a Planeswalker commander, but also it was playable in modern all almost all of them except for Chandra saw some modern play with like Nyssa, maybe being a little bit more fringe. That would be sweet. Like to just get other characters right before their sparks flipped, right? Like getting to uh getting a Ugin is the one that I've always wanted, right? An elder dragon four mana colorless Ugin that switches into an Ugin planeswalker on the other side, but you can do like any, any planeswalker Nars that hasn't had that happen already. I guess you'd want to lean into.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, those, those, those origins planeswalkers are some of the coolest most interesting designs and they're very iconic to us as magic players like Jace being the most iconic but I have to say like honestly I mean Chandra's pretty underpowered but that's another card that I like I I like that whole cycle I've played almost all of them at one time or another one thing I think is really cool and I in general like this and I was kind of actually going to lean into this more with the Praetor conversation is it would be fun to see a one mana version of every Praetor which I know like is not something they would do because like they're they're too iconic, but like imagining what the cheapest version of each of those characters would be that you could balance to have some late game potential, I would like. I would love to see Oh, just um, just
1: like the the I get a thing. You don't get a thing, not necessarily that they're predators, but like. The double sided negative plus positive effect. I think there's just like there's not a lot of magic effects that are not too powerful that you can do to that cost with, one to cost one like life gain, you know, every turn I lo- gain a life, you lose a life, but even that is like a weird gold card. Like if, you made, like if card. you made
0: a black, like if you made a black white hybrid 1-1 one, one for 1 that was like a cleric, at the beginning of my upkeep, I gain a life. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose a life.
1: Right, that could just be mono black, right? Black can do both of those things. You can make a you can make 1-1 one, one black cleric at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, they lose a life. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain a life. That card's fine. That could be a Shieldred. You could do like, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a plus one, plus one counter on, or or proliferate. At the beginning of your opponent's turn, remove a counter from target permanent they control. From up to one target permanent they control. That could be a black, that could be a, a blue
0: one or a green one, right? Like that. There's like stuff like that that you could do. White one, like beginning of your beginning of your combat step, up to one target creature you control gets plus one plus one to end of turn. Beginning of your opponent's uh, combat step, up to one target creature they control gets minus one minus one, or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Or like, or like, at the beginning of, uh,
1: or at the end of combat, untap a creature you control. At the beginning of combat, tap a creature they control for one.
0: So couldn't like be, you give yeah, your couldn't, creature couldn't vigilance. Re- could, could not reference lands. That'd be unfair. And then like it could be it could be like well you could green could be untap a land tap a land. I just think if it's green is on Tapeland, then you're, you're, then it's like, during- that's, that seems, I think the, I think the room was too good. Cause then, cause then you're like, it's like an accelerant. That's also, I did say we could do an entire episode on Praetor abilities. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't, <laughs> we shouldn't
1: keep talking about <laughs> Praetors, uh, especially because we still have a bunch of more stuff to go over, like other mechanics or other effects that I do not want to miss, uh, do not want to miss. Um. So I think, I think as far as base mechanics, I think we're done. As far as other stuff, I really do want to see one of my favorite things from Modern, Her- uh, Modern Horizons, one that I hope they keep doing is uh, mechanics that were color locked. And seeing what they do outside of those colors, right? Like we got the white overload spell or we got delve in red or we got um, uh, dredge in red, right? Like the, the all of the mechanics that like belonged to factions. So therefore, you couldn't have them be in other colors. All of the Ravnica abilities, right? Every keyword that's ever been on Ravnica. Like you, there's, there's very little populate cards out of red green and the ones that are are red from the one commander product that exists exalted famously, right? Was only in Bant and then they did black white, but that means there's no red exalted card. There are now because modern horizons, I think did do a red exalted card finally, but like that's, that's the type of stuff I love from this set is the like, what new stuff can we do with mechanics? Cause we're allowed to bring 600 mechanics back at once and do one card each. What is cool stuff we can do. And I think the coolest thing you can do is just play around with like colors that previously didn't do stuff and and adding them to the game
0: right and i think like color shifting certain abilities is something that they were they're somewhat willing to do like set to set but in general i think your point more there of finding a narrow way to include a color in a certain ability that's not necessarily off color but is like a partial piece like something that color kind of did sometimes right like red has Red has like reshuffled permanence and like it's done a chaos warp ability sometimes. It's like a it's a thin thing. It's kind of messed around. So like if you find a cool ability in Red in Horizons 2 that is like a a take on that, like sweet. That's awesome. That feels well, more, like something we've seen. I'm
1: more saying like so for instance dash, right? The mechanic was from yeah. um Fates, Fate Fate Favors and Dragons here, but it's only in the black red white factions and then eventually only in the black red faction. So there's was, only
0: it was from i think dash was from cons wasn't
1: it it was it wasn't in cons it was in dragons and fate reforged it wasn't in in cons because cons was um the other one it wasn't okay well yeah yeah, yeah. never mind um but dash in modern horizons one got a green card because it couldn't exist in green or or for instance winds of abandon is the overload spell originally overload was only in blue and red because it was the is it mechanic from return to ravnica but because they went to modern horizons getting overload Because you're talking more like color shifts, right? Like playing around and stuff that colors normally can't do, but then like bending that, which is also cool. But I'm more talking towards like, like overload as a mechanic can go on any color. There's nothing about spending six mana to make this target everything versus two mana to make it target only one thing. That's not a blue or red ability. That's... Just an is it ability that then by being in Modern Horizons, they were able to extend. Another good one is like Gluttonous Slug, which was uh, a Menace Evolve. It just had Evolve on a black card. It was one black okay. for a zero three Evolve. There were no black Evolve cards on Simic because all of those cards are blue green. So this is a cool time to be able okay. to do that, right? That's that's, that's kind of more the idea. Or like even like a black, red, white extort creature. Right?
0: That's cool. That's really cool.
1: Um, so like there's 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 cool ability. There's a bunch of abilities in magic that because magic is so often faction focused and so often each faction has their own ability, that those abilities have never been put on creatures that aren't in that. And magic will continue to do that. It'll be cool to see those. Um that's kind of what I'm
0: saying. Also down for color shift. I'm I'm into that. That's always dangerous. But- I know, but like some stuff, like some of the stuff from Horizons one did that, right? Like Generous Gift is is a color shift version, obviously, of Beast Within, which like is very cool like yeah. that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. popular card from the set that people like and and it worked because it felt like that was something that white was interested in doing so i was even more just referencing things that i feel like i've seen red do or like certain things i've seen those colors do and building upon those sort of niche like you know to protections like something in white that we've seen a little bit of it's a cool thing like it's a very specific very unique very iconic card could you come up with like a version of my permanence phase out that's not just the standard like exile target permanent returns end of turn is there like another version of various protection that you could find a way to make a card that would be like really cool but not just the same card mm-hmm. and I think looking for those cards that have been really fun and really cool with like commander products and building upon them so that those colors get a little bit more of that
1: same thing um, so the next the next thing is uh, cycle completions okay so the big one the one that we all know is on its way is the swords because of the last horizons. We just assume it is the last horizons had black, red and blue, white. There are three additional allied colored swords that we have not seen. We might only get two and then they're leaving one last one, which is another like great reason for this to be like a preview of new Phryxia, And then for new Phryxia to come with the last sword. And it's just like the one in the entire format, That's um, cool. which sounds cool. It could also just be all three here. Um, The ones that we were missing are green, red, uh, blue, black, black, and uh, white, green uh, are the three. And I believe I have an entire kind of question on what do they do, which we don't have to get into because there's like a lot of really cool things. One was cool is like uh, a red, green makes a treasure or like one of the red abilities can be make a treasure, like abilities that didn't exist before or the blue one can make a clue like the the like a sort of learning and and. Sure, sure. Like blue back, like, could, could literally be make a clue target player discards a card, or make a clue target player like
0: reanimate it to drop. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it feels like the cost of the swords in terms of efficiency are very like it, they feel high. Like the the three two thing feels high compared to like most of what we kind of see nowadays in terms of like powerful cards.
1: Yeah, like, for modern they're too weak, and for standard they're too strong.
0: I think I think probably those swords you're talking about, like at the power level you're talking about. They're probably too strong in standard, but not by too much, not if if, I mean, I guess if standard D powers heavily, but if you're talking about cards like Uro, like that doesn't feel that much better, it just it just feels it just feels like the same I mean, type of Wizards, value engine.
1: Wizards has said that the swords were too powerful for standard. Now, mind you, Stoneforge Mystic was a part of that, and if Stoneforge Mystic wasn't there, does the swords that they printed see play? And I don't know. Uh, I think the answer, I think the answer I think, is I, think no. I know the
0: answer to your question. No, I, I don't think they do. Like because they, the re- the they didn't
1: see play once Stoneforge Mystic was banned, right? They weren't like there was not a deck that was like making black green coblade work without Stoneforge Mystic.
0: I mean, I remember that same format if you weren't playing white, like you'd play a green red deck, like a ramp deck with swords because like you would you'd power into a sword on turn two with a bird and like you could suit it up the next turn if you had nothing else to do and you'd like get ahead and like that was a cool thing you could do. And so in theory, there'll be like one mana mana creatures that you can do that with in standard. Um, but I also think like spending the entire first several turns to to, like suit up a vulnerable creature to attack with as like your cool thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that just doesn't seem not, not at the power level that we design cards now. Yeah. Like the removal too good. Counterspells are fine. The, the threats like here's the cheers, the truth. Actually, if I put a sword on a bird of paradise and I spend like two turns to get there and I know birds is not in standard, but like if I do that, the comparison of that, To just what gets printed nowadays as a four mana creature. It's just not even close. Like a four mana creature nowadays. A four mana four four with like a sick ability. Is like just every set has questing beast. Or like something that's just going to be basically as good as a bird with a sword. So it's almost just like that power level I feel like of the sword has been stripped. By the power creep of creatures. What you're making a creature into with a sword they feel more specialized now like you want that sword in the particular matchup where the colors matter or it's a specific type of ability that like you need in a certain matchup but like just having a plus two plus two for five mana to get it on a creature the same turn with like some marginal abilities they'll never push them beyond the level you talked about like like clue and you discard or even the classic ones, right? Get a, get a creature back, gain some life, draw a card, shock. N- none of those abilities are that much better than what you get to suck off like a four mana or a five mana creature now.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I I, I don't think I, I I'm... Look, there's a debate then that maybe the swords can do something cool, right? Like in some ways, the black, red and the blue, white one were a little underpowered. I think actually they were pretty good and people are underrated them, but they're a little bit under the power level spectrum. And maybe the answer is that the next ones just can be better. Um, I think, I think like, I still think we're getting them right. I, I think that wizards is now like committed with the last two that they're going to make the five allied ones. I think people will be mad if there's not at least one and or two, um, of the new one. So if there's only one, it's like a promise that the next two are coming. And if there's two, there's a promise one is coming, or they just do all three in the set and and we'll see where they end up there. Um I think I think what I had, I, I actually found what I wrote down for what I would want them to do. I think I have for red, green, return a land from yard to your hand, and then that's the green effect. And then the red effect is um uh discard a card, draw a card. Because that's a red effect right. we've never seen on one. Uh the white green one was destroy an enchantment, play an extra
0: land this turn. I, when you do I damage think those are sweet i also think like thinking even further now about not four of a five minute creatures like what about like elder garganoff <laughs> well, or like right. I, or, or like gold the
1: argument isn't that these are modern playable the argument is they're going to print them so what do they do
0: no no i i know i but i'm just now i'm, now I'm trying to think about how how good they could be like sure how because because I, I i feel like the ones from horizons one are not that good i feel like they're they're well, the when strength, I read them and the, I like think about them, they feel a little boring compared to the old ones.
1: The strength of these are also that they're played in any color, right? And the protection, right? If it was just the ability like all three of the things together, that's why the blue-red one is played so often is because it allows red-white decks to draw a card every turn.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and you know, the the black-blue one I have was Exile Graveyard, Scry 3. But to your point, might be able to be just Exile Graveyard and then... um. Try you draw one. I like you to, could, yeah, yeah ponder or, or preordain. Yeah, yeah, preordain. Yeah, yeah I think cool. I
0: think if it's exile, I think if it's exile a graveyard. What if it's like exile a graveyard? If a creature card is exiled, this way gain a life.
1: Well, I think exile a graveyard on a sword is like really strong, actually. Repeatable it's every turn. Repeatable graveyard exile is like so backbreaking against for decks that like use their graveyard. Like, like. I hate I. Hate, uh, what's the What's the name? Ashiok, the the dream render like this card <laughs> is miserable when it's in play <laughs> I've wrecked you I've wrecked you with that card many times Um so yeah so that's 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 the swords uh other completion cycle is the land cycle so we do know that it's fetch lands are going to be in the set and we and and right now my prediction and my thought is that that will be the replacement for snow maybe uh, Though, if this waste prediction happens then there will be more cuz they haven't confirmed this but I think fetch lands will be one of the few if not the only Modern, already legal reprints in the set. I think they'll keep up with the not reprinting stuff theme. Um, so fetchlands being in the set makes sense. Fetchlands being the set, which has been confirmed, also could mean that landfall makes a return just on a, on a side note or other yeah. mechanics that do cool stuff with lands. Um, but will they do another land cycle, a rare one? And because they did the horizon cycle before. Right. And which cycle do they do? Do they do the rest of the horizon cycle? Do they just like keep up with horizons being the the, the land type of this? And we get the, the other four um, allied ones. Do they do another? Like, do they do the Grove of the Burnwillow cycle? Do we get all five Grove of the Burnwillow lands in the set, which would be really cool? Anything, any said, other lands? They,
0: they, they, they've confirmed that they do not want to do River of Tears or Nimbus Maze as a cycle, correct? Yeah,
1: they said they don't work well from a gameplay perspective. They're both kind of memory issue pains in the asses. Like the blue white one's just worse than any check land that they've printed into the ground. And yep. the black blue one has like weird memory issues that has like rules violations for beginner issues that they just don't want to have to deal with.
0: Right, that makes sense. With the fetches, do you think that we're looking at five or 10? five for sure
1: I think they've confirmed that it is the enemy five. if it was ten I don't think there'd be another rare cycle in it I think they've confirmed that there will be five the five enemy colored Zendikar fetchlands will be reprinted in the set
0: enemy colored so you'll be able to get scalding Tarns in the set and missing like,
1: Forest and yeah, yeah which catacons.
0: like will make this a very popular set obviously
1: well, the set was going to be popular regardless but yes yes um, that, <laughs> that is included do you think there'll be another land cycle or rare lands rare, rare land color fixing cycle
0: yeah, I think so. I think probably I think probably the rest of the the horizon well, lands. The horizon lands are like called the horizon most... lands, right? That's like in their name. <laughs> yeah, and and they're also like super popular. I actually am sort of shocked that those, those they never went up higher in price. There's I just so much value. Those would. I think they Do will.
1: It? There's so much value in that set that it was like eventually the like bunch of rare lands that only see one of or
0: two of play weren't able to carry the value of the set. I just I just thought like by now, even it's only been like a couple. I guess it's has it really only been two years since Horizons? I think so. Yeah, maybe three. I forget if 2020 exists. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that that, that seems like a I mean, honestly, if you ask me from like an excitement perspective, if you tell me that I could open. An enemy fetch or any horizon uh, rock hard land as like there's 10 of them in the set like that's some real value that that's a reason to buy a box straight up.
1: Any other cycles or completions of cycles that you can think of you want to talk about? I think those are my main ones. Uh, I guess, oh, there was one. Oh, 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 oh. And this is a little bit like the characters. So the Praetors, so there are, um, let me go to my notifications. There are 10 guilds on Ravnica. Uh, when Ravnica, this is story stuff, sorry Ben, uh, when Ravnica was founded, uh, there were 10 praetors there were the originators of each of those guilds, we, some of them you know uh, Niv-Mizzet was one of them, Azor who is the blue-white sphinx bad guy from Ixalan was one of them, he was Azorius' founder um, Rakdos, the demon that shows up, named Rakdos he was one of their founders, so we've gotten 6 of the cards for all of them and there's 4 that we haven't, those are um, Swagthir, Swagthir, the Golgari one, the Grull one, which I just is Cisurizim, I guess, is how you pronounce it. Matt Selesnia, which is the Silesnia one, and the Simic one, which we don't know w- anything about them other than that their name was probably Simic. Um, this was from Omega's, uh, Omega Cybers, uh, is who, brought, who brought this up, and, and we'd want to see that cycle completed, right? We, we let's get all 10 of these characters. That feels like something you wait for Commander Legends to do
0: uh or it like make, commander legends 2 yeah, or something else more if you're going to go for those iconic names but i guess the i guess the question there is like so ravnica return to ravnica and then like the third ravnica sets it seems like those names are very iconic in magic
1: we could get but one like, i could see us getting one of them like that's that's i think more likely cuz they've been sprinkling them right we got azor randomly and we got um, additional ones at other different times. So I can see us getting like the Simic one or getting the Golgari one or whatever.
0: I mean, Return of is eight years ago. Like we, uh, In the last eight years of Magic, we've only had one printing of a set that would make reference to that stuff. And a we've lot of Magic two. is about new acquisition, right? Like new player acquisition. When you say sure. two sets, but like two of the same cycle, correct? Two blocks. We've had two blocks in Ravnica in eight years. The Return. one you're saying, Return to Ravnica, and then and then Ravnica Allegiance, yeah, and War of the Spark, and all that, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, if any anybody in the last like five years who's gotten in, like it, how how iconic or like significant is that? Like, is that? I think it's pretty significant. I mean, like
1: I knew all of the Ravnica guilds going into before Return the Ravnica happened, and like I n- I did not play during that set, right? Like they were a big part of Magic. I think like I think likely in t- in the next three years we will go back to Ravnica. It's sure. like it's the it's the main plane of magic. It's the Coruscant. It's the it's the or it's really the Tatooine. If we want to be honest about Star Wars planets and what actually matters to the franchise, it's 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 like what, the, it's, like
0: what Domina- it's like what Dominaria was. It's what Dominaria like
1: was is Ravnica, right? It's the it's New York City and basically the MCU. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's that. It's it's likely that we 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 go back there, and I think those characters are important. And like Azor showed up randomly, right? Like Azor was a character that we got on Ixalan block of all places. So it doesn't always mean those characters have to be on there. It's just if they weren't, they had to be a planeswalker at some point. So, um, and there's like story there still, right? Like Azor is out there and can get a spark back now that what's his face is dead and whatever. So like Praetor's could be a big part of the plot moving forward on Ravnica. Who knows? Um, it's also where Jace lives. Like there's other, there's been times we've gone, Oh, well, we went to Ravnica on, um, uh, Magic Origins. Like we've gone in core sets and stuff at like oh, random right. times because it was That's Jace's. Like, I mean,
0: Origins is like fourteen or fifteen I mean, again, like long time ago. But yeah, well, Origins it's true. is, we, is we, more recent back. than R- Turned Around ago. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, all right. Now, the last thing we're going to talk
1: about after cycles is just individual cards, and this is, I think, the part you're most excited by. The first one is Counter Spell.
0: We've been talking about this for years. I mean.
1: And some of this is like how much people talked about thinking these cards would be fine to be printed in a modern last time and they were afraid of it or they weren't sure. And then everyone being like, yo, you should print counterspell two years later. Maybe we just get counterspell or force of will. Like those are the two big counterspells to think about.
0: Let me ask you this. What do you think is safer? Counterspell or days?
1: I think days is the least safe counterspell to print in the modern. I think force of will is safer than days. I think really? Daze, yeah I like think days is not a fun play experience
0: even though we have shock lands and so yep like yeah. it's because enough two color decks will display islands and like yeah, they just don't play it.
1: islands I think the misery of having wasteland and days in legacy is like the reason people hate playing against Delver and I think days is actually more problematic than wasteland is in that in that deck I think force of will is probably also over the line to be just to be clear um I think it's fine probably and every time like decks become degenerate and modern i'm like damn i wish force will existed force and negation does a lot of the work there for it though and honestly i think we might get the one thing i think we might get that isn't the fetch lands as far as reprints of modern legal cards is i think we might get some reprints from modern horizons one like i can see us getting force and negation because where else are they going to reprint that card
0: that that to me feels like a if, if you're gonna ask me what like the slam dunk is i feel like that's the slam dunk like it's it's such an iconic card from the first set. It's such a good thing to have in modern. I can't think of many sets that printing force of negation would make as much sense. You don't think they reprint the whole cycle though, right? No. In fact, what they could do is they could layline the void it.
1: Where they do layline of the void uh so famously originally in Ravnica, then reprinted uh that cycle of cards in a core set. I think core set 2M2011. Uh yeah. but Layla and the Void was reprinted again, and they created four new ones. They could do Force Negation, and then maybe the green one is reprinted, but then the white, red, and black one get new card versions of them. That would be cool. Because the none red... of
0: the rest of them were like particularly exciting or good, the right? The black
1: one's a medium removal spell. The white... That's okay. The white one is... A uh, lo- all creatures get plus one plus one.
0: It's the anthem, yeah. and then, and, then, and then the red one was like famously bad. <laughs> restricted to like be uh, the, the red one, like red. It should have read like do cool thing, except it's going to be bad, so don't play this card. Like, like that's what the red one feels like when I read it. I'm always like, oh my god, six power. Like I should be able to use this,
1: right? Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, the red one. The red one is it seems the most like the card that they had it be the cool way, and then. As they played with it more and more in testing, they were like, this is too good. And making free spells is really hard that are good enough. And we do not have enough time. So let's just make this bad and we don't
0: have to worry about it. (laughs) The rest of them are good. It's okay if this one sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I I think I think force of negation will very likely get reprinted. I think of all the spells we just talked about, if I was going to rank them, I would say force of negation is the most likely to get a reprint. I think the second most likely is counterspell third most likely would be force of will fourth most likely is days yeah i don't agree with you as much on days i think the tempo advantage that you there's not as strong of a tempo advantage you can gain in modern like you can and there are cheap creatures but it there's
1: there's better ones in some ways i mean not better ones in legacy but
0: you don't you don't have wasteland (laughs) like Delver's not good in modern for the same for, for obvious reasons we've talked about. So like it's it a lot better are, with days,
1: though. I mean, that's that's the type of card that makes it so so Delver is playable in modern.
0: I know, but like the, the cards in modern that are good tempo wise are cards that require you to have mana like Swift Spear. Like so returning a land, like setting you back a turn to try to like accommodate like really slows your clock down and you can get caught really easily because those decks are not full of power. I'm not saying it's necessarily like I'm not saying it's straight up because like there's an ad deck and there's, you know, there's a lot of decks and there's a, there's a dredge deck that like find a way to use days and just, you hate it. You're just like, why your deck got 7% more powerful and this is stupid. Um, but I think free counter, I think free counter
1: spells are dangerous and days is a much more miserable experience than force of will like force of will. You go behind, you have to discard two cards and you lose a life days just causes you a tempo play that most decks in most formats of this caliber can deal with. Right. On the counterspell train. Cuz cuz counterspell would be my 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 favorite pick of these. I think it's so iconic. It's like it's the card. It's it in my mo- in modern, we're now at a point where none of the other two mana counterspells are really seeing real play. Right, like Remand is barely doing anything. League doesn't see any play anymore. Like the two mana counterspell spot is kind of just falling off the on, on on by the wayside. So I think now is like a time that's perfect for just classic counterspell to be added to the most popular format, uh, most popular constructed eternal format, and just bring it back. Right? I think people would be super hyped. It would bring such excitement, um, and it'd be really cool. The other one that maybe is possible is Memory
0: Lapse. Okay, yeah, I mean lapse, but. <laughs> I would argue Memory Lapse on some levels more miserable than Counterspell.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, (laughs) I think it should be Counterspell, right? Of these cards, I I would choose that. But that does bring me to kind of my next point that I think is really interesting. And we've already seen one, right? We got one card on the Mystical Archive that is a Modern Horizons 2 card. I think we're going to get multiple, if not, I think we're going to get multiple cards from the Mystical Archive that are Modern Horizon 2 prints into Modern. Counterspell being a good one, right? Like Counterspell being printed into Modern would be cool. Uh, memory lapse was one idea but like any of those cards that were just printed in the really cool frames being added to modern sounds like such an easy slam dunk for wizards
0: so what are the other ones that you think you're going to see
1: oh, let me bring up the mystical archive because that is a long list of <laughs> sick cards
0: um, tainted Pack sounds
1: dumb <laughs> um, I mean hmm, mizzix mastery could be cool that has like a really cool effect. It's from a commander set. So it never had a chance to be printed into the set. Chaos warp is one that people have brought up as a really cool option.
0: Yeah, but the, I mean, we, we talked about that last time, I think. And honestly, chaos warp is one that feels to me like when we talk about it, that does not feel too powerful for modern. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Oh, I know a good one is uh, that I thought was really interesting and you brought it up and I was going to mention it when you brought it up, but I forgot uh, to fairy's protection. Yeah, I think would be really dope in modern. I think that's such a cool card to add to modern that does like does stuff in an interesting way that it's not very backbreaking. Um, that I think would be really cool. Um, that that that's 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 one that's actually pretty high for me. I think that card's like very iconic. It' not in like it's the best fog ever printed, and is that really too powerful to print into modern? Like it's it's almost I mean, the yeah. force of what we want. Like it stops combo decks from going like going off the turn they're going on. But like how. Even if you have, like, Snapcaster Mage Teferi's Protection a few times, it exiles itself, too, right? Like, it doesn't... You can't even do that. I'm wrong.
0: I think you're right. It costs yeah. three mana. Yeah, yeah it like, exiles
1: exiles to Teferi's Protection. Yeah, I think it's totally fine, and it's iconic. People love that card.
0: It also would be nice to have it in the set, because it would reduce the price. <laughs> yes. And, like, get it down to, like, something... Isn't that card, like, 50 or
1: $60? Not anymore. It's been in, like, three secret layers. Or two secret okay. layers. And now it's been in a Mystical Archive. Um, those would be my picks I don't think any of these other cards I would want to see those are, those would be the counterspell um, Teferi's Protection Memory Lapse if not counterspell like one or the other um, and uh, Chaos Warp I think would be my actual cards that I think would be cool to add okay Um. alright now let's go continue doing cards that people want okay Ben this is yours Baleful Strix
0: it feels so fair at this point. It doesn't even remotely feel unfair anymore in modern. That feels like that feels like you could you. They could probably reprint that back at uncommon and it wouldn't be a problem.
1: Well, like, that doesn't matter. Rarity doesn't matter for constructed, but sure. <laughs>
0: it matters how much. I, yeah, it
1: doesn't matter. Cost I, just, even.
0: I just mean like it doesn't even it does. That card doesn't even feel special. Like that card feels like.
1: Well, so so the blue green snake version, the snow one has seen significant play. It was a big deal. Yeah. And that and Belville Strix is not strictly better, but it's better, right? It, it 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 it's an artifact, so it has artifact shenanigans it can do, and it has death touch immediately. You don't have to have that many snow permanents to have death touch. It doesn't have flash, which is the difference. Um so I, I don't know if I agree that it wouldn't see play. I think it would be playable. It might be like it's another card that everyone was really hoping for going into the set that I can see them doing it, um, for sure. Uh, next card shardless agent
0: that would be perfect I think I think that I just think that's like a really cool idea for modern I think shardless agent is you know like I'm sure there's like a version of the story where I'm missing something it could be very good but in general it feels like three CMC to do something good that you can react to is about the right level of modern yeah. like that's that's correct
1: Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think any of the cards that really would break that card are too problematic in the format already, maybe to that many three mana but like, I, I, I like all the cascade decks if they're good is fine to me. I don't think I have a big problem with the cards that are legal. All right, this one's interesting. This is from uh, the Bagger Ruination three in a row, sorcery destroy all non basic lands.
0: Oh, interesting! Oh, interesting. That's one more than Blood Moon, sorcery costs four.
1: Destroys them versus makes them pseudo usable, but like better, like Blood Moon affects every land I play for the rest of the game, making it I can't use them. Ruination just makes it so where I've gone so far doesn't work, and I, I, think I have to move it, forward. I think
0: I'm fine actually with Ruination. It yeah, I think it's cool, totally like cool and acceptable.
1: Yeah. Um, next card is Toxic Deluge, two in a black sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, pay X life. All creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn.
0: That's a little little dicey. I think, I think what we've seen at the Plague Engineer the last couple of years is that like, even a three mana card that just has a marginal effect is good. Like it's quite good actually. It's had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Having a three mana sorcery speed thing that for like three life you can wipe the board just me makes me feel like the black decks get a significant advantage. Like 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 the four mana barometer of whether it was like Damnation or Languish or whether it was like Wrath of God, any of those Supreme Verdict, like those effects always have made me feel like if I'm an aggressive deck and I know you're playing those cards, I have a real shot to get you down to almost nothing, or maybe just maybe tempo you into the ground. And if you just have one lack in your deck, you can pay like four life and just my game's over. Yep. Is the, the one turn difference makes any single creature deck that I play feel real stupid. And, yep. and, and like, you don't care about four life, five life, if, if you're just trying to survive a creature deck.
1: And that was from, uh, at Barbarian's, uh, riddle or Barbarian's riddle. Uh, next card. And this is one that I'm like, I go back and forth on. Cause on one hand, I like absolutely want it. And by that, I mean, I want the one that's banned, unbanned. Um, and in other hands, I'm thinking maybe just do this but in red or do it in the reverse version, but that is careful study. And this is blue, uh, draw two cards, discard two cards. And uh, this is Faithless Looting without the the flashback, right? So you only get the first half of it, but that's really the important half. Um, it's an instant two versus a sorcery. I might be wrong on that. Don't quote me there. It's right I'm there. I'm pretty sure it's a sorcery. It's a sorcery. Let's say it's a sorcery. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because I, I like want Faithless Looting banned, right? And this is mostly a worse faithless winning it is in blue which could be a better color but is now a worse color than red debladably. so it's weird and modern um but it doesn't have the flashback effect so it does lose some of its value
0: and it's just a s- sweet card I think the fact that you're dealing with blue it is a sorcery and the fact that you're dealing with blue means it's just better like now I guess the flip side of that is that blue for one mana has so many ways to deal with your hand and in like library, anyway, there's just like a million different things you could do. So, getting one more card is almost just like why, right? The reason it's so important in red is because of it, the fact that it's in red, like, there's nothing else in red that does that. Um, that's no, one of the thoughts like, is it. one
1: of the things is just printing faithless looting without the flashback, just do one red, draw two cards, discard two cards.
0: That's a fair, that's a fair idea, right? You yeah. could call it careful I think, looting.
1: I think, I think that that will not happen in this set. And the reason I say that is they had to ban Faithless Looting because of Modern Horizons 1. And I can't imagine Wizards being the type of person, like there's, the reason they do that is like, oh, you know what? We had to ban this card, but here's a fair one in the next set. That might be what they do. More likely, they're like, no, we're not giving you another one of these. We'd unbanned Faithless Looting before we give you another one. And I don't think the flashback part is the reason Faithless Looting is good. Uh, The next card, and this is a lot of people brought up. uh, This I'm reading from specifically Zachariah Bennett. Uh, Give us burn players this classic spell, Price of Progress. One in a red instant deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basics that lands that player controls.
0: What's funny is I literally at this point felt like Price of Progress was in Modern. That's like how... That's like how uh, familiar that card feels. But I, I guess it makes sense that it's not. It would be a big deal of a well, I think you could print prop at this point. Like it's it's not necessary to play it on basics in modern. Like you you do. People do. You can. But like for the same reason, Blood Moon's fine. It's not a necessity in the way that like just dual lands and legacy are like if you're. They're so clearly just better than all of the other lands. You have to play them like shock lands are very good. Shocks and fetches are very good, but like there are so many lands that exist in modern that are very good also that if you decided to like build a base that was in a two color deck mostly basics with a few others, I wouldn't think you were an idiot like I'll bet you your game win percentage would, would barely decrease. Like it's yeah, I think I think it's fine the print price
1: of progress. My only worry right now is that blue, red, and blue and mono red prowess decks are so strong that, that seems like super good in those decks and maybe would put them over the edge. Now wizards didn't know that two years ago, so that's an interesting kind of effect there. Um but yeah, I think I think it's I think it's fine and it puts modern in a direction of probably a positive like how you it, like it makes there more of a cost in playing the lands Do you play in modern it depends how far they want to go to that line um, the next card is fire blast Four red red you may sacrifice two mountains rather than pay fire Blast's mana cost it deals four damage to target creature or player this one was from carcinogenics
0: it's like another legacy classic um I don't want this in modern I think this is not a good thing it's too I it's too free is- Yeah, modern is so powerful in its burn deck, like in its aggression compared to legacy, they feel very similar. Yeah, I don't
1: know if mono red. I do damage to your face decks need that much help. I think they're going to get help from this set,
0: but I don't think they need that level of help. They're not that far behind. That's a big help. I mean, all what that card does is in the situations that it matters, it reduces one turn, so it just turns you into a turn three deck. If you get the right draw uh quite easily and i don't think i want burn decks to be turned three decks <laughs> because they have a new tool like those decks are not fun to play against anyway if you're carefully constructing your game plan to try to and like you're like oh great you're mono red and like you're gonna just like draw all the cards and nothing i do is gonna matter right oh sweet you're a turn faster now yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that sucks. That's yeah, I don't, not fun and at all. It's free. Yeah, I
1: don't I don't think they need it. Uh next card is Wirewood Symbio. This is a classic elves card, even though it's in an insect. It's one green, it's a green one one. Uh return an elf you control to its owner hand. Untap target creature. Play this ability only once each turn.
0: Well, so Heritage Druid is legal. Uh What's the other one? The Legacy.
1: Korean Ranger is the other big one.
0: So they wouldn't have the whole package. Um, it already feels like Elves is pretty fast. This this feels like it turbocharges a little bit more. Being able to blink the black, the, both the card draw one
1: as well as the black green drain one. I think the black green drain one being able to blink that makes this card too good. I think that's, that's where I put it over the edge. We had like four people request this card, so I wanted to bring it up, but I, I do think it's, definitely a deck like elves is already good enough and there's cool cards you can print to make elves cool i think some jumpstart cards which i don't want to get too much into but there are like jumpstart cards i can see them printing in the modern like muxis or the one green allosaurus the head uh whatever you know the the Three, like $200 Allosaurus card shepherd. yeah Allosaurus shepherd like that's a card I can see being printed into this more than 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 that I think that 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 goes a little bit too over the edge uh, this is from Emma Partlow, uh who does a bunch of modern content uh, sanctum prelate uh, that is the uh, let me bring it up because there's a lot the white card yes well, it sounds like, like a white, white card. I
0: think it's like, I think it's like white, white
1: one. It's one. Red. It's one white, white for a two, two human cleric. As it enters the battlefield, choose a number. Non-creature spells with converted man cost equal to the chosen number can't be cast. Gotcha. So you can name two and then two drops can't be cast. It's it's, uh, uh, uh,
0: it's a meddling, meddling image type of creature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that card's that sweet. One. I've never, I've never played that card, but I always thought that card was cool. Yeah, that seems really sweet. This
1: was from, uh friend of the cast uh Shivam bought uh cabal coffers now i think this is a little selfish because he wants it to be printed into because it needs to be reprinted in general i actually really like cabal coffers as an option for modern i think like erberg coffers would be a cool thing you can do that's like
0: tron-esque but not tron it's not that fast i mean like Turn. You have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to accelerate pretty hard to get like ahead of a Tron deck. If Tron's gonna get to seven on turn three, and by your turn three, you're just playing a coffers like, and it's you know like with with like Herborg, it's equal to the number of swamps you control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so, so, so that, that still just means that on turn three, you're only getting three. Yeah, it's like, like, it's
1: it's turn four. You get you get five mana. Turn five, you get eight mana. Like it it or it like. Every mana after turn three, you get two additional mana. So turn three, you get two, then you get five, then you get seven, then you get. So it like keeps escalating. I, I think it's fun from a fairness perspective. Totally fine to print it. I don't think that's going to do anything to modern that's problematic. It makes mono black devotion decks a lot cooler, and I think that's like the one thing that we didn't talk about. The modern horizons one tried to do, and I think modern horizons two will try to do is to look at strategies that players find fun, but maybe don't have enough support necessarily, and add pieces to that. And I do think mono black devotion is a is a type of deck that that being good in modern is something Wizards is interested in. And this is a card that kind of can accomplish that, right? That 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 helps that deck work. The nice the benefit of Cabal Coffers versus um Tron lands is that they're good. What like like you're you're playing with lands that can cast any spell versus like half of your lands are all colorless producing. So you're less locked into like specific colors versus just expensive cards that use black mana. Um, which I think is I mean, interesting.
0: coffers is a sweet card from another era that I think is really cool and like how different is Coffers really from Nycthos? Like in terms of what you can accomplish? It's like a little different because I guess like your your deck's built a little differently, but it does feel like if you're looking for a comp, that's well, probably the comp we have. And it's it's Nyctos is fine.
1: Yeah. I mean being able being able to play Faithless Looting, not Faithless Looting, sorry, being able to play Fatal Push and Thoughtseize and Inquisition of and Kozlek. In a Tron esque ramp deck that's ramping into big spells sounds sweet and good. Doesn't seem more powerful than other things that are out there, and it does give it an alternative. I think it creates really cool strategies. Is I guess what I thought. Um yeah. And so good, good, good recommendation, Chief. I'm one even thought about it. All right, this
0: is from Texas MTG, uh, Fire and Ice. totally fair one of my favorite cards of all time I can't see any world in which fire and ice is not okay in modern it's not that it's not that expensive not that cheap (laughs) two mana like tap your thing down I draw a card that's fine for modern and like mana instant speed like
1: do two damage it's it's good it's versatile like which is why that card is good and a fan favorite but I agree I think that cards honestly it should be printed I think it should be in modern horizons too
0: that's like a perfect card for horizons too. I love for, I, I love that card like fork bolt. I love, but playing an instant speed for two seems completely fine to me. Uh, all right, next card, Titania protector of Argoth. So which one's
1: that? Uh, this is the, the legendary creature elemental. This is from the green commander set, which I believe was this third one. Uh, don't quote me on that three green green Uh, so five mana five three legendary creature elemental when it uh, when titania protector of Argoth, enters the battlefield return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield put a five three green elemental creature token onto the battlefield
0: oh this card you I love like, this card. I've, wrecked I've played you against you card. playing this card a million times
1: <laughs> a few times I've like
0: I've com- I've considered playing this card and like in fact I think it's even in a commander deck now because you you villain it's um, so cool. <laughs> I love this, this card. card is, I like this card's really sweet. It's I think completely fair for modern. Like it costing five is why it, it costs five and also nothing cool happens. So, so okay. When it enters, what happens? Uh, so in modern,
1: the play is you play this, you get a fetch land from your graveyard to the battlefield uh, and you can fetch with it. So you, it comes down with an additional five, three. That's sweet for five mana. 10 power in play is like what it does basically, right? Yeah.
0: I mean five mana, ten power. There's nothing wrong with that. I I think that just in general, this card is totally sweet. Like yeah. I think
1: this card's awesome. I I like really like this card as well. Uh the only reason the few things. I could th- see them not having thought of it, right? It's like a weird, it's a commander legend. It's really popular, but it's not that popular. Um, it also is five mana, which is like totally fair to print into modern. Uh, it also could just like we have too many green legendary creatures, and this one's not a priority to get in the set versus the new cool ones or the ones that fit with our new mechanic. And this is just a weird land one, but I think this is so dope. I think this like does such cool things in the format, and you can do cool things with cards with it. It's really cool with fetch lands. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan. Here's one that's spicy, and we talked about it last time, I think, and I think we actually got to the side of yes, you should print this card in the modern. So I wonder if they do it now. Uh, this is from Ben. Kabiz uh or at decolonized can't.
0: Uh Richard in Port. Yeah. Well, if Wingeding mana comes back, then I think this is even cooler. And yeah. maybe it's one reason why they could come back together. But in general, I think Port's probably fine. I, I think me going first and spending my second turn to make sure you can't like tap a mana or like my third turn to slow your turn down just doesn't feel like a problem It feels fine uh so i think port's probably okay yeah right
1: um next one is uh yeah so as far as on perspective i don't hate the idea of modern getting another good mana hate card like a like a wasteland s card i don't think sh- like wasteland i think is problematic to add i think richard and port would be the perfect one it does kind of what that does in a different way um, it's not nearly as miserable to play against. There is a real cost to it that's different, and it like plays differently than even stuff like Ghost Quarter. I think it would be cool. Um, the next card is uh, Psychotog. I mean, uh, one yeah, black blue it, discard, yeah. car- discard <laughs> a card. It gets plus one, plus one exile.
0: Two cards from your graveyard. It gets plus one, plus one for a two, two, right? I mean, the second half of the ability, the exile ability is the only one that actually matters. But I think like psychotog's is fine. Like, you're, you're yeah. not you're not going to show me a world in which you like gaming the whole system to get your psychotog real big is not just me being like. to exile. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I think the removal I crack, in the format I crack my fetch and I fatal push your psychotog yep. like.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be fine. I think like, honestly, the only reason they wouldn't do it is that it's like boring. But I think it'd be cool, like
0: as it's just like an uncommon in the limited format. Um, it like kind of cheapens Psychotog in terms of its legacy if they bring it in because they would probably print it at an uncommon and like it also would just not be exciting it would be super fun and limited and like some some like diehards would try to build it and construct it but it's not powerful mm -hmm. compared to other cards it would just I think people would try making it work uh the, like and there's cool
1: things you can do with Psychotog, right? Like it as a discard outlet, it's dope. Like a free discard outlet for three that is also a cool threat. There's like cool stuff to do, but three mana sorcery creature that's a 2/2 two two is not something I'm losing sleep over. Um next card is Ethereal Forager, four blue blue elemental whale. This is from a commander set. It is a 3/3 three, three with delve. So this would be a delve card that oh, they yeah. could print.
0: This card, this card is sweet.
1: Flying when Ethereal Forager attacks, you may return an instant or sorcery card exiled with Ethereal Forager to its owner's hand. So you so to, uh, you you delve four if you get four instance and sorceries every time Ethereal Forger attacks you get to get that back to your hand and you get a two mana flying three three.
0: I love this card. This is this card is exactly the the type of card I would like to see in modern. Uh, it's reminiscent, I guess, on some level to the storm. What the hell is that card called? The five mana one that costs like two, two if you yeah. cast
1: another spell this turn. It's
0: yeah, like a, it kind of like feels on some level like that card. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that card's really sweet. That, it just it just that just seems so like a cool. fun modern power level card. Yep. That,
1: that is something I'd like to see is more not necessarily as much reprints or new cards or reprints from old sets, but even just cards from commander product and. Uh, like like weird set, like conspiracy added to the format. That was, I think, one of the things that was missing last time is like, I want to see more. And I think that's what they said, right? They're like, hey, we know we said legacy cards were going to be this, and like iconic ones. But for the most part, this is just new cards with some legacy cards that we thought were dope this time, I think they might have taken the hard, like, Oh no, they want the the masses want dope cards from legacy and, or like the commander products added. And this would one that I think would be really cool. Doesn't, isn't very good in modern, right? Like, or isn't very good in commander. So it's like, doesn't see a lot of play yet, but it would be great for modern. Um, these are two cards that we got a lot of, uh, asks on the first one is chain lightning. Uh, my personal answer is
0: no, thank you. We don't need it. (laughs) Um, I mean, chain lightning is fine. Like, it's not more powerful than other things. It's just the redundancy is the issue. And yeah. I just think we don't need that redundancy. Like, like burn for the same reason. Fire blast is not necessary. It's just right. I don't need another lightning bolt. Like, it's not. I think it's light not a lightning light. bolt, but like. I love lightning bolt. I think lightning bolt already has this very specific
1: effect on the metagame. And I don't think the metagame needs eight copies of it. I'd rather I'd rather get a blue or green card that is comparable to lightning bolt path and and, and fatal push. um the other card that we got a lot of recommendations are him to Torak and I don't think that's ever getting printed in the modern as well. I think just like it's it's best case use case scenario is miserable. Target player discards two lands and doesn't have lands for the rest of the game is like not a thing that's good for modern.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think him the Turok is one of those cards that legacy players who can operate on one land love and in modern like we are cheap but we're not that cheap and there's too many decks that want you to hit your drops that getting Turok like that yeah the random the random aspect is what makes it not fun mm-hmm. and and it's an old it's an old design that like they would not repeat now for a reason that um, I think is probably not good for the format. I, if I'm on the other side of that and I get hit with that on turn two, and like my fun deck I've tried really hard to build that I've tested that I think is ready to win just gets like priced out, and I'm just like done, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is so dumb. Why is this in this format? Like, come on, guys, yeah. learn. Agreed. Uh, so this one's
1: one that I like really loved as a recommendation. Uh, Basking Root Walla, green one, one for a lizard. One into a green, it gets plus two, plus two until another turn. You can only activate it once you turn, but more apparently madness zero. So this is a creature that you can madness for zero. I want to get them Venge Vines back, Ben? I want to get them Venge Vines back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the thing with Rootwalla that like makes the most sense to me is that this was just this this card is part of world championship winning decks. It has like aspects that interact with discard that are very good. Uh, there's no way that this card being in modern does not create some really sweet things. I think this card's fine. I don't think this is a problem. I just think it's I yeah, don't I think, even think it's too powerful. I just think it's like really fun. I, I think, think the biggest awesome.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest issue with it is that it is maybe too good with hollow one and like having both of them together. Sure. And like with Vengevine, like you discard all three and you get all three into play that turn. That same turn is like maybe a little bit too insane. Um, Yes, but yeah, it's sweet. Um, last three cards. Let's let's deal with three. Well, number one is Berserk. Green instant cast Berserk only before the combat <laughs> step. De- target creature gains trample and plus X plus X until in a turn where X is its power at the beginning of the next end step. Destroy that creature if it attacked this turn.
0: Does in fact no. need this? There's no chance this needs to be in modern. Like, <laughs> this is just like a double your power card. Like there's just there's no reason. Like Berserk is one of those cards that if I draw it when I'm playing in like eternal formats, it feels so unfun and stupid for my opponent that it's those strategies are good enough. You don't need this. They gave a scale up like there's. Yeah, I agree. You have, a small strobe, you have like plenty of things you can do if you want to do this. Like there's no need for this. hmm.
1: Um, next card is is maybe one of my favorite white cards in Commander right now. It's Savine's Reclamation, two and a white sorcery. Return target permanent card with converted amount cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then if this spell is cast from your graveyard, you may copy the spell and may choose a new target for the copy. It has a flashback of four and a white.
0: This feels totally fine. This is this is like a like a w- appropriately costed resurrection on an artifact yeah. or an enchantment, and you could like you can get two of them for five, like in the same way the old ambition spells did, like. That seems fine. Like, yeah. is I, there any mana limitation on the resurrection?
1: Yeah, yeah. Regardless, it's no matter what, it's it's sun titan, right? It's a sun titan ability. When and, when you cast it the first time, you get a sun titan. When you cast it from your graveyard for five, you get two sun titans. What's cool is if you have a way to cast this, like Snapcaster Mage or Vadrock, or anything else from the graveyard for not the five, you still get the double effect, right? Like I, I've used it in our, my Vadrock commander deck to like get two things sure, a turn. Sure. But that's just cool. I don't think that's backbreaking. I think this card would offer a lot of cool engines in a way that I think would be really sweet to add to the format.
0: This doesn't seem too powerful at all. This seems appropriately costed in, in like a very fun way. It's like a burial rights, but like
1: maybe play playable. Yeah. I agree. And 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 playable in a way that's not combo but is fun. Um the last card, the big one, which I think we're both going to say no to, but interesting is do, like doing nothing historic uh brainstorm. Yeah, no. Nope. Yep, that's fair. I I agree. I think lands is the line. I think it yeah, I key. think actually brainstorm could be added to Pioneer with zero issue. I think the moment you add 10 color fixing dual land fetch lands is the moment that brainstorm becomes too powerful for a format
0: like how far of a jump like Delver becomes a deck immediately and it becomes a deck immediately in a way that's like I guess not having days and force makes it less good but just just having brainstorm alone means you're just going to be able to attack for three on turn two like most of the time
1: Honestly, I don't even think Delver is the most miserable part of that. I think the miserable part of that combo is having uh, four Terminus and four of the Angel Miracle card on top of your deck with Brainstorm and Jace together. Well,
0: sure. I just mean there, there's tons of yeah, different yeah, things yeah. that are very good. I just mean like even like so, like a strategy that's been like sort of invalidated for the last little while just sure. all of a sudden becomes like another thing that like creeps towards being relevant. Well, but I think
1: yeah. I think that's an argument for it being printed, to be honest. I think if like... Their goal is to increase strategies that are currently not seeing a lot of play in Modern. Delver of Secrets being a good card, again, is something they maybe actually are interested in. People love Delver of Secrets, so I think Brainstorm making Delver good is a a net benefit. I actually, I don't think, I don't know if Brainstorm is the thing that Delver is missing. Maybe it is. Um, I think that I think what Brainstorm does, the format with Fetchlands, though, just is, is like, not healthy for Modern. I think, like, that's Legacy's thing, let it be legacy thing. I think more than any other card, other than maybe Wasteland, it is the most, it is the f- defining feature of that format, in the same way that Fetch, uh, uh, Thoughtseize and and Lightning Bolt are the, and Path, um, the five one drop, one per color spells are, like, the defining feature of Modern. At this point, it's really Path and Lightning Bolt, because Fatal Push, uh, uh, Thoughtseize, and Inquisition, codes like, are in Historic. I think that Brainstorm doesn't belong in modern. I don't want it here. Let that be a legacy thing. As much as I like I legacy, agree. It, it also slows games down. It makes tournaments take longer because every turn, every player who's playing brainstorm has to think about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, and
0: like, snap, and like snap brainstorm, plus like there's like that new white spell that we talked about last time, the yeah. one that with Magecraft, like. That just seems like a recipe for disaster. I, I think no, no go, no yep, go on. Facebook. Absolutely. All right. That is all for this week's
1: episode. Thank you uh, to all of our patrons. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys like it. It was a two hour long episode. It's definitely one of the big ones, but it's a bit, it's an important episode and something that we really care about. And we're excited by, uh, let us know uh, which cards you're excited to see in the set. And if there's anything we missed that you want to talk about, uh, I think snap was one of the cards we skipped over. And I do think snap would be really cool to be added. I snuck, I snuck one in there. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you. To uh, all our patrons, thank you so much. If you like this episode and want more content, like, click that subscribe button, hit the bell button. We also, I've been doing TikToks a lot recently. Uh, if you want to check out uh, at TikTok or on TikTok at Cass Wiley, I've been doing. I'm doing a countdown out of every card on the modern Ban list and going over why they were banned in the history of that card. So definitely check that out. Uh, ben just released uh, his first musical EP, and I think you're doing some touring stuff over the summer.
0: August. Yeah. The first, the, uh, the first, well, the first song just came out, but yeah, but the, the album comes out in, in July and the tour is in August. So, yeah.
1: So check make sure to check out his Spotify 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 sounds Find like it Spotify
0: it. Apple Dope. anywhere, YouTube it's, it's it's all the
1: places yep so thank you everyone so much for watching and we will talk to you all next week oh and on mon- tonight tonight if you're watching this now we have uh, Tappy Toe Claws and Joe from I hate your deck on to do a, a pro Kickstarter for Alter sleeves they're doing a big Kickstarter where a bunch of creators got the cool stuff we'll be playing those on the stream uh, So definitely check that out uh, it'll be uh, tonight at 7 30 p.m. PSD and if you missed it It'll be on the YouTube channel uh, starting Wednesday. So thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you all next week. This has been a production of Time Traveler Media, sending podcasts into the
0: future.